This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Greetings, this is Harry. I represent the Reformed Church of Hastings, being one of the Reformed Churches of New Zealand. Our place of worship is 1234 Howard Street, Parkvale. You're most welcome to join us in worship. Every Sunday at 10am and also at 4.30pm. Do join us. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Greetings again in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now, as we look around at our society today, there are obvious differences. For example, economically, there are many people surviving on various benefits, such as solo parent, unemployment or sickness. We hear of people living in their cars, living on our streets. Families living in garages, they struggle not only financially, but also perhaps in many other ways. Life often doesn't seem to be very fair to them. It seems to be one drama or mishap after another. But they manage. Then there are also many who have no serious financial struggles at all. Life is comfortable, yet busy. Sure, they have problems, but they too manage. We can all see these differences and perhaps more within our communities, in our street or at the schools. Yet the one thing which is common among the majority of these different social groups is that they are living their lives without God, without the knowledge of the Lord God Almighty. They know of God, they may know something about God, yet they live their lives ignoring Him. Now, we have lawmakers, we have a new government in our land, our New Zealand. Will this government ever recognise the Lord God Almighty? Will this government open God's word to see how the wounds and the problems in our society can be healed and overcome? 
Or will we continue our slide down an immoral darkness, ignoring right and wrong, and going our individualistic way, totally ignoring God? Listeners, are you living your life without God, without a true knowledge of God, without a fear of God, without the Word of God? Imagine this, disaster strikes. You never thought that this would happen to you. You arrive home and find you've been burgled. You discovered damaged, broken doors and glass. And on closer inspection, you notice several missing items. You call the police, they arrive and take note of what has been stolen. You don't have much hope of having the items returned. Emotionally, it's quite an ordeal. You may want to move. You may replace the items stolen or borrow something in the meantime. But eventually life continues pretty much as before. You manage and God is ignored. Perhaps someone close to you has an accident. They are seriously injured, but the injury is not life-threatening. When you receive the phone call, you are shocked. You're stunned. Your world suddenly turns upside down and all you can think of is getting to the hospital. You are assured by the medical staff that your loved one will recover. You try to relax in the waiting room. You have time to calm down and collect your thoughts. Life will be a bit different at home for a while. You think how lucky you are and wonder how bad it could have been. So as you go to see your loved one, you are confidently able to assure them that all will be okay. We will manage. So the days and weeks ahead are difficult, trying to rearrange your schedule to fit in hospital visits, tests and later the doctor's visits. But you manage. Again, God is ignored. Many people, it seems, are just striving to be as independent of God as possible. Others just don't give God a second thought. People do not realize how dependent upon the Lord God they truly are until tragedy strikes. Perhaps your child is diagnosed with a disease for which there is no cure. The child will die and according to the specialist, only has a short time to live. You are totally unprepared for this. Your whole world is falling apart. Part of you is dying with her. You want to cling on, hold on to her for as long as you can. You want to make the most of every moment that you have. Your child is now your whole focus in life. All else is ignored. You cannot come to terms with the thought that she is dying, emotionally that you are drained. You search for anything, anyone to help your child. You will not give up. Your whole life has been turned upside down. Nothing has any joy for you. Nothing has any meaning. Only your child. You cannot be comforted. You cannot be managed. Perhaps there has been a suicide within your family, a tragedy that is all too prevalent within our society, sadly. Well, in utter desperation, having tried all else, you turn to God. Oh, God, you cry, and begin your first prayer in many years, or perhaps ever. Now, I'd like to ask you, should God listen to you? You don't know God. 
You have lived far away from him. You don't know what he's like. You don't know what he says in his word, the Bible. You have no personal relationship with God. You lived your life very much independent of God and everyone else. You are very self-sufficient. You have no idea of how dependent you are upon God, you know, even for the very air that you breathe. You have no concept of sin and therefore have no idea of how much you are in need of salvation. Yet, you know, somewhere in your mind you knew that you could turn to the Lord God. You have some idea that he is all-powerful and in control of all things. Will God answer your prayer to save your child? Or provide solace in time of need? Well, we cannot answer that. We don't know. We are not God. But we do know that there is only one true God, the Almighty, the Creator of all life. He gave you your child, even though you may not have acknowledged that at the time of the birth.
like to draw a parallel example for you in order to try and give you some idea, some concept of the depth of the grace and the mercies of God. Grace meaning the undeserved favour of God bestowed on man, bestowed on you, bestowed on me. So many folks today want nothing to do with the Lord God because they believe that he's a, he's a hard, cruel and unloving God. Yet they never read his word. They blame God for their very own sin and their misery and their dramas. They don't want to blame themselves nor take any responsibility for their lives. So here is our parallel example. A man is crippled with disease. A disease which has spread through his whole body, every single cell. He doesn't know he has the disease. Humanly speaking, nothing can be done to help him, neither by himself nor by anyone else. He suffers much, but he thinks, well, this is life, and accepts it as such. Even if he could identify the disease, it would not help. It may actually make him more miserable and depressed to see the hopelessness of his condition. He will die. But I see this man, I want to help him, as I also have the disease and understand the emptiness and the misery that he's living in. I cannot bear to see him suffer. This is what I will do. I will go to him with the word of God, the Bible, and I will read from the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. There we read about the Lord Jesus Christ. We read there that he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. Listeners, Do you see this crippled man I was talking about? Well, this man is you. This man is me. It's your neighbor, your workmate, your relative. But what is this disease, you may ask? Well, that disease is the sin, the rebellion in our lives. It is within us. It is all around us. But that's not the end, though. It is only the beginning. The Lord God Almighty, all-powerful, sovereign creator, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love and mercy, gave his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, so that we might be saved from our wretchedness. 
You see, it is only through God's amazing grace, through Jesus Christ, that one can be saved. It is only through God's amazing grace, through Jesus Christ, that one can be saved. Listen, we are unwilling and unable to save ourselves. Mankind can do nothing to save himself. Humanly speaking, what pain does a parent go through to see their child suffer and die? There are no words for it. Part of you literally dies when the child dies. It can never be mended. That emptiness will always be there while you live, although over time perhaps the sharpness of the pain may diminish. Imagine at what cost the Lord God gave his son to suffer and die for us, for our sins so that we could be saved, so that we could have eternal life. It was the only way. How much must God love us? How much did our Lord Jesus Christ suffer, not only in the painful death on the cross, hanging by nails, but also suffering the pain of hell as he endured the punishment of our sins? Now, this sin separated him from God the Father. This separation was suffering beyond our understanding. The Lord Jesus Christ had never known sin. He had never known this separation from his Father. And there on the cross, the Lord Jesus cried out, where we read in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 15. We read there, At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus Christ ran out, in a loud voice. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Lord Jesus felt so overwhelmingly alone and forsaken, yet this is not the end. Although the Lord Jesus Christ died, he was buried. But, praise the Lord, three days later he arose, arose from the dead, and it is through this that we have new life. New, a new life in Jesus Christ, as the Bible tells us. Behold, all things become new. God will redirect your footsteps to a different life, a much better life, a life of hope and a life of purpose. And this is the gospel message. This is the good news. This is the good news that Christmas brings. And the good news is this that through his resurrection, his sacrifice was acknowledged and accepted by God as sufficient to save us, to take the punishment for our sins, for you, for me. It is almost unbelievable. How can anyone love us so much? The question is, how can anyone reject this love? And what's more, you know, it's freely given. You cannot begin to repay God. Whatever we would do, would still be tainted with sin. How can we begin to pay back this great love with anything remotely sinful? It would be an offense, even if it was well-intentioned. We cannot earn this gift. What could we possibly do to deserve this love when we actually increase our condemnation of our sinfulness on a daily basis? Folks, people, I urge you to read your Bible. Come to know God and see the depths of his mercy and love and grace for us. I'd like to encourage you to attend a local Bible preaching, Bible teaching church community in your area. 
why not consider attending a worship service over this Christmas period? Let us take a moment in prayer. O Lord God Almighty, great shepherd of us all, your sheep, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But you laid on the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, the iniquity of us all, so that through his sacrifice we may receive salvation and redemption. We cannot understand how much this cost you. We cannot understand how much our Lord Jesus Christ suffered for us. Your word, the Bible, teaches us to show our thankfulness, our gratitude and our love for you by obeying your word. We pray for all those listening today, wherever you may be, whether you're sitting at home, you're in hospital, you're in prison, or you're sitting in your car. We ask that the Lord may grant you his Holy Spirit and give you understanding as you read his word. No sin is too great to be forgiven. Come before the Lord now and confess your sins. Accept his love for you. Today is the day of salvation. Do not harden your heart. The Lord knows your heart. He knows your anxious thoughts. We pray that he may lead you in the everlasting way. We pray for this country, Lord. We pray for revival. We pray for deliverance. We pray for salvation. We pray for light. The light of Jesus Christ may enter the collective hearts of our New Zealand and even around the world to the glory and the honor of you, our God, and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. The Lord willing, we will be back in two weeks at this time here on Radio Hawke's Bay 104.7 FM. Today's program will be repeated next Sunday at 1 p.m. If you would like to comment, our number is 0687-6062. Now, as we enter into this Christmas season, may you have a, a blessed Christmas. May you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the call of the gospel is good news. The call of the gospel is repent and believe. Well, most of us have difficulty praying to come before the throne of the Almighty God. You know, even the Lord's disciples had trouble praying, and they asked Jesus to teach them to pray. So Jesus lays down this pattern to follow. Jesus told them, pray in this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So let us praise God from whom all Blessings flow. Amen and Amen. So it is, and so it shall be.
This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.